Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Wealth Radio. I am very excited because we have one of the funnest guests I think that we'll ever have on the show joining us today and her name is Dora Cola. And Dora effing Cola, as they call her, is sober fun and doesn't care what anybody thinks about her, which is a really great quality to have in a world where we're under pressure all the time by media and magazines to um, be a certain way, act a certain way, look a certain way, and being able to just not care and just be you is so essential. Um, so I'm really excited to welcome her to the show. Dora, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What a beautiful intro. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you killed it. Thank you very much. I try. I try. <laughs> so- you do so many things. You are so inspired, uh, inspirational. You are passionate. You're just real and authentic, which is something I absolutely admire in human beings these days, because it seems Aww. like people are, because we're all so afraid and holding back. So can you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I definitely agree that nowadays everybody, I don't yeah. know, everybody's kind of hiding behind their phones. I mm-hmm. mean, that it makes sense we all have phones and that's kind of what we're doing now but it is kind of hard to be authentic and real and like especially during a time where I feel like not a lot of people really know who they are but Mm. I'm Dora Cola um uh I'm an entrepreneur I'm a musician I'm an artist I'm an actress under your beautiful roster (laughs) I'm also a very proud stripper whoa (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love it I love it I love it I love it you yeah and you've done so many things in your life so um let's go back to when you were a kid because let's start from the very beginning what were you like as a young child where are you from what was your family like tell us a little bit about your zero to ten years yeah so I was born in Hong Kong Uh, My family and I moved uh, to Canada when I was a baby. Um, So I'm a dual citizen, bilingual, got my passport and I got out of there. I was like, see, I'm going to Canada. (laughs) Um, And yeah, like I've always had um, very supportive parents. I had a really good childhood, really good upbringing. Um, Like I was pretty spoiled (laughs) as a kid. So unfortunately till this day I'm still high maintenance I'm a bit bratty <laughs> you know but at least I'm real and I know what I want and I'm honest so absolutely yeah great qualities <laughs> <laughs> thank you um yeah I was always really artsy super into crafts arts and crafts um I was in ballet so I uh already was super into performing being physical mm-hmm. um always had like really good stage presence yeah um and uh, I have been playing classical piano since I was three. So always in music. So so I always knew I wanted to be a musician. I always knew I wanted to be a dancer. And I always knew I wanted to be creative and a performer. Awesome. And what made you make the leap to Canada? Was there like one deciding factor? Um, no, I mean, I was still a baby. So I just uh, went with whatever my parents gotcha (laughs) up to yeah with their decision was it a big culture jump or did you come so young that you didn't really notice 
Yeah, like I was like six months old. So for me, I never noticed. And like growing up, um, I mean, my parents are still pretty traditional and hold a lot of um, Chinese values, which was Mm -hmm. really nice growing up to have, you know, culture and really know where you've come from and to hold on to those aspects. Um, But yeah, I grew up with Canadian values and also um, obviously my background, my ethnic background. So yeah, yeah, um, but I never really like questioned it or anything. And I feel like it wasn't until like um, I was an adult really that like, oh, like, hey, you're Asian. Did you know that? And it's like, oh, okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, so we've actually talked about this a lot on the show. Um, Do you feel like um, identity and things that like terms that define us are, are getting in people's way sometimes, you know, like, do you think, oh, I have to define myself as Asian or do I have to define myself as a stripper or define myself as a Canadian? Like, do you find that labels are like people are so struggling to find identity and sometimes I think it can be a hindrance to just them growing into a person, whatever person they want to be, as opposed to like defining themselves by something. So yeah, for sure. Because for me, I know I'm super weird. I'm all kinds of things. I don't even know what I am. I just know that I'm super fun and cool, (laughs) but it is like kind of, I guess like annoying and frustrating when, you know, someone, it, It's annoying when it's, like, other people, like, you Mm. know, telling you, like, who you are, what you are, like, what they think you are, what they think you're like, and it's, like, buddy, like, nobody knows me except for me, because I am me, and only I am me, so it's almost, like, you just gotta, like, block out, just in general, like, you can't really take what people say literally at all, because you're the only person that matters, yeah. Well, as a teen, what, who, who were you? Did you know who you were as a teenager? So did you kind of be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a rocker. I want to make music. I want to do some cool <laughs> things with my life. Or were you kind of, I have no clue what I'm doing. So let me try everything kind of person. I absolutely knew who I was since like I was in the womb. Like mm-hmm. I have always <laughs> been me. I've always been uh, how I am like at this mm-hmm. very moment. I've never changed. I've always known who I am and I've always stuck to that um, because that's the only version of me. I've never like filtered myself to be the certain person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I always just knew that. And I think like people, I don't really talk to people from high school or really in my childhood anymore, but if you ask any person that like knew me then they're still Mm going to say, Oh my God, like, you're still you like you always was this like you know yeah wild child (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and do you do you know do you have a lot of friends that are like that too or do you notice that your friends are still kind of as you get older still trying to figure out like who they are like that's a pretty rare quality I think I really Hmm. I don't know a lot of people that can truly say like oh yeah I've always kind of known who I am I I, Dora I actually feel that way about myself I've always since I was a young teen I always knew what I wanted with my life and that has never wavered until today um but there's most of my friends are still like trying to figure some of that stuff out and they're really not sure so it's I think that's a very rare quality have you how do you help friends that are kind of stuck on who they are do you do you ever have anyone come to you for advice because you are so confident well it's interesting because I was bullied so much in high school and 
I never really could figure out why because I, I always was fun. I was super cool. Like I, again, like I always was me. I was always authentic. I always loved life, lived life. Like I was always happy. I made it known. I always you know, just had really good energy. And like, I think because, especially in high school, when so many people don't know who they are, I really got attacked um, for being the person that did know who I was because mm. people hate what they can't understand. And if they can't mm. even understand themselves yet, then they're going to take it out on someone that already has their shit um, crap together. Uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> no, you're okay. I say it all the time. <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, I totally don't swear at all. I do. <laughs> you're passionate. That's all. I was very all. passionate. I was like, Whoa, I'm going in. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think because, um, I, and I didn't know that um, other people weren't like this. I always just thought, oh, everybody is how they are. Everybody, you know, like I never knew that so many people study with identity and Mm. I, um, and that really helped me get through getting bullied, just understanding that, oh, it's not a me problem. It's a them problem. Yeah. You're insecure. That's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, but I don't know if I do attract people that are exactly the same as me. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think people Mm -hmm. that I do get a lot of people that are like, oh, like that's, you're so brave. And it's, (laughs) like what do you mean I'm brave I'm just being me like what life is so short like there's no time to waste so why be anybody but your beautiful self (laughs) absolutely I totally agree with you I just I'm like oh it's lying being somebody other than you are it's just so much so taxing it's exhausting (laughs) yeah like how and like why there's no like you know a accomplishment there's no feeling of accomplishment with that like there's there's nothing but like guilt and like I don't know like paranoia and just like I don't know like it sucks being not authentic yeah I agree yeah yeah that's so it's so funny because everybody's what do you think are the main pressures that make people feel that way like some people think it's media or magazines or social media like what do you feel makes people I think it does stem from that and like especially now with social media that definitely does not help like if anything Mm -hmm. social media is horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though I need like a lot of my um you know that's how I promote myself and that's how I've gotten myself like amazing opportunities and that's how I've been able to network with like incredible people like yourself (laughs) but yeah it really I mean and like people that like these young girls are looking up to these celebrities that are denying plastic surgery and it's like that's horrible because Mm -hmm. the youth is so impressionable on Mm -hmm. um you know with who they look up to yeah and when a celebrity denies you know the work that they've had on their face Mm -hmm. it makes it very it makes them feel very crappy yeah because it seems like there's something wrong with them and Mm -hmm. that their beauty is unachievable and that this specific person has made it because they're beautiful but you won't make it because you're not it's like no like just oh enough that you got work done yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah honesty that's why I love you you're so authentic it's great like there's never a time when you you know I always laugh and I sell it smells like bs around here when somebody's like lying to my face or or being yeah. honest it's just <laughs> you never like the that. thing 
thing oh my god thank you like yeah like do you ever get like just I guess the vibes that hey I feel like this person's like hmm, hmm. I do it's playing with me a little <laughs> what's that I do except around good looking men then I totally oh lose god. all ability to read anybody <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm, I'm going back way. yeah Sorry. yes no I'm the same way too like mm-hmm. with like yeah. beautiful hot men I'm just like oh I can't talk. Like I get so weird. Like I, I can't. Like I get so awkward. Even though I'm, even though I'm a stripper. Like I'd rather be naked performing for thousands of people mm-hmm. on a busy night than mm-hmm. talking to one beautiful person. That's so interesting. Why do you? Why do you think that is? I mean, I always. I always think it's such a power thing. Like some people yeah. are like, oh, it must be so degrading to be have a job like that. And I'm like, no, that's power. You have people oh. like just yeah. in awe of you and you're like you capture the room it's like the I don't know I think that would be an amazing incredible totally. job that would give you that self like if I can command the stage in eight inch clear stripper heels and getting thrown money at me yeah because I am me yeah. and that I'm beautiful hell yes <laughs> I'm gonna take that cash <laughs> I love it I love it I love it. I love that you're, yeah. Thank you. Yes. And I feel the exact same with you. And I think that's why, you know, authentic people, real sees real. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so I think we just get it. (laughs) Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I wanted to go back to, you mentioned social media a little bit. So, um, are you bullied on social media? Yeah. All the time. Definitely. Like till this day, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've always been cyber bullied, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, like you look like this in your photos, you're too this, you're too that. And it's like, yeah. whatever, everybody's gonna like, there, there are lots of miserable people out there, miserable <laughs> people out there. And I'm not going to let them stop me from being me. And like, when they yeah. see that I don't care and that I'm still going to be me and that their words don't phase me, that's like the ultimate revenge. That's like, oh, like this girl, like nothing can stop this girl. And yeah. that's who I am. I'm a strong, independent uh, female. And to mm-hmm. be a female, period, in this day and age is so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually ridiculous. So, you know, and, and you know what's so funny? Mm-hmm. Anytime I get hate on, like, under, uh, you know, a photo of mine on social media or like yeah. whatever it is, it's always from men. Mm. it's always from men like I don't I've never had rude comments from females ever yeah it's amazing um you you were even like attacked by like a business person I remember a little while ago somebody was really gross and crude and all that and how do you how do you like for our teens that are listening like how do they kind of separate that because you obviously don't shut down social media and nobody really does anymore because we're just part of our lives now but how do you turn how do you not look at those horrible things and how do you move forward past them like do you have any tips um I think because I do know who I am and that you only believe what people are saying if you think that those words are true and I know I'm not ugly. I know I'm not stupid. I know mm-hmm. I'm not gross. I know I'm not a B word. Well, maybe yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while we can yeah, be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, 
as as long as you know who you are, like, you know, you're mm-hmm. good, boo-boo. You're going to slay life. Like, yeah. life is good. Life is so good. And you're amazing. Ah! <laughs> yeah, life. <laughs> yep. Knowing that is so, so, so important. But it's so hard for people yeah. to, to kind um, of recognize. Ugh. But my issue is that I am pretty feisty and fiery. So, I mean, I do sometimes call them out and then, like, mm-hmm. clap back. And then they're like, oh, my God god like I didn't think she'd like call it back and it's like yeah (laughs) and it's like so funny and then like I start laughing I don't know it's just entertainment at the end of the day like it does not bother me at all because you know I know that it's not a me issue it's a them issue yeah that's a that's a huge thing to know um we have to go to our first commercial break but we'll be right back in just a couple minutes everyone with Dora Cola The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're still here with Dora Cola talking about her uh, life and her passion, and she's got a lot of it, so it's fun. <laughs> um, we were talking about self-esteem and bullying in high school and on social media, um, and now I'd like to jump into some of the really cool stuff that you're doing, love. Like, when did you start being an entrepreneur? Like, what age were you at? Were you five and, and selling popcorn on or lemonade or something on the street? Like, when, when, when did you first start making money for yourself and knowing that you that's what you wanted to do? Or did you start off at, like, a McDonald's and then figure this out later? Um, yeah, I've always been a boss B-word. I've always <laughs> been very into business. Um, I remember, I, honestly, I want to say I was in the womb because my, my dad was the same way and I definitely got a bit of that. (laughs) So yeah, like I remember as a kid, I would, you know how like 
you go shopping with your parents to buy like a toy or gifts like mine was always the fake money at the dollar mm-hmm. store like when oh, no. we would like look for like my new toy whatever it was it was always the Barbie doll and then the fake money and I was just always so intrigued by money always so into it always asking my always wanting to do a garage sale mm-hmm. I remember like literally being like four and I was like when are we gonna have a garage sale like we're gonna make money Woo! like that was my thing and like yeah I always was into but we lived in like a suburb you know in Canada so um it never was a thing that we did because yeah. like I did we didn't think that anybody would come by yeah <laughs> it wasn't as busy as how it is like you know now yeah um and so yeah like garage sales lemonade stands I was into all that and uh, uh I remember being like five or six and I asked my mom like how can I start getting into commercials and like how like I, I want to do it I want to be on tv like I want to be I want to perform so I, mm-hmm. I just always knew like I have never changed since like day one of my life existence yeah. essentially yeah. which is nice because I the like I don't have the time to like try and figure out who I am you know like mm-hmm. I yeah like this totally is feel, yeah. the only version <laughs> of me and I'm gonna be living it. life <laughs> exactly <laughs> well you've done a lot of uh I mean you went to school for broadcasting right yes so, so straight, tell me a little bit yeah. about that yeah so straight out of high school and in high school I was a huge theater nerd so I knew that if I wasn't um gonna be uh if I wasn't going to pursue theater, I was going to pursue something in the like realm of those things. And um, so my first option was actually theater. Um, I got accepted into a theater program at SFU, but I actually ended up taking radio broadcasting at BCIT straight out of high school. Um, And I ended up winning a scholarship slash award for being the most creative student having one of one of the highest gpas and mm. i was the first and youngest out of my program to co-op out of my program and i started working as a uh world-class rock radio jockey at awesome. um a rock station yeah so um i did that for a little bit i will say like i lasted like six months and yeah. because of all the sexism and racism that I, that I experienced in my mm-hmm. job and in the location i was at yeah alberta canada Woo! Gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah um i moved back um to vancouver right. and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just went with my gut and I was like, I'm going to figure it out. Like I'm Dora Cola. Like I got this. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, I said, fuck it. And became a stripper. And yeah. life's been good since. Good. <laughs> what, what was that decision like? Like what was the, when you, when you made that decision to become a stripper, were you like super nervous or were you super excited? Did you have friends that were uh stripping and told you that how it worked like that would be I think the first couple times would be nerve-wracking right yeah you know what I was honestly as soon as um my friend who basically got me into all this mm-hmm. said that oh guys just like put money in your uh guys just make it rain on you I was like oh, okay I'm there I'm in so I was actually really excited because I've always loved money um <laughs> I've always 
loved, you know, mm-hmm. um, business opportunities, mm-hmm. ways to make money. So yeah. yeah, it was honestly the perfect transition with what I was doing. And I mean, like I have a degree in communication, so yeah. I know how to talk. Yeah. I know how to talk <laughs> to get, to get a dollar bill. Um, yep. but yeah. And also, uh, I started modeling in high school and I've just, I've always been very like sexual and very comfortable with who I am. Yeah. Even as a kid, like I remember my very, very, very first crush, Steve mm-hmm. from Blue's Clues. <laughs> I, I just, I knew like that was my type. Like that's the kind of, like, I just knew. Yeah. And I remember like as a kid, I would look out from my living room window and look at like, sta- like literally wait for the garbage men to come by to pick up garbage because there were always these like really big muscular guys mm-hmm. and I was like like two or three but I I remember that specific memory of doing that mm. yeah so I I was always you know I was always ready yeah <laughs> oh goodness um sorry, I just realized I didn't ask you about something I had read somewhere hmm. that you had like um a your own brand that you created that had like accessories and things like that yes oh my god tell me <laughs> i stalked you a little bit so i knew where where, where to go <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that <laughs> yeah so right oh my god i completely forgot i um in my last year of high school i started my own handmade apparel line called 604 cartel and it was just a line of handmade accessories such as uh flower crowns which were super in then like um like with like rave culture and all these things and just wearing them for the summer so I was I was literally slanging flower crowns like to like all the girls in my high school the girls around the city like everybody my age like I was slanging and then I started making flower crowns for brides and like you know photo shoots and like pretty major photo shoots like um models that are signed with like all the major agencies in the city so that was super exciting at like 17 18 doing that and I was also making hand knit toques and I had my own logos and so I was doing a lot of work behind social media as well to pump out my brand so I learned a lot about I learned really I've always just done things on my own and that's how I learn and that's how I like become better like I was people go to school for social media and I already knew how to do all these things to gain a wider audience how Mm -hmm. this and that so yeah these are all things that um I've just always been this way always been a go-getter I've always been hungry I'm still hungry I'll Mm -hmm. always be hungry and I've (laughs) always had drive like and I've always had like fire in me lots of passion I've always just you know like I've always just wanted the steak and the lobster and the dessert. Yeah, I <laughs> the feel <full> you. Thing. <laughs> I totally feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, t- tell me, explain to me how you made your first prototype. Like, where did that come from? Were you just playing around and made one for yourself, like the flower crowns, and then went, mm, I'll make one for a friend. And then people started to say, hey, can I buy some? Like, how did you, because so many of our young people are like, oh, I can't start a business because they think of, oh, I have to buy into a franchise or do, mm-hmm. or, you know, spend a whole bunch of money at the beginning, but you don't oh, really. God, no, right? definitely not. Yeah. Like I was profiting, like, I want to say like 30 bucks, like on mm-hmm. each of my crowns. Cause it would literally cost 
two dollars to go to the dollar store buy some flowers it was um obviously the labor of me making it I figured out um like I literally spent days just trying to figure out like how to like rewire um uh the flower crown so that they can actually stay on people's heads and how to actually make an actual product so I guess I'm a little bit of an inventor as well (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I um I was wanting a flower crown for myself. I was probably, it was probably for like a Lana Del Rey concert or something coming up and mm-hmm. I was finding nothing in stores. So I was like, F it, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to make it myself. And then um, I started just posting on social media, like, oh, look at me. Like, <laughs> and I guess people started going like, Hey, like that looks really good. Like I want to get one. Yeah. And yeah, I just started selling them to my friends and then more people were buying and then more and more. And then it, it, it didn't just become a thing in my high school. It became like all around the city, all around the province. I was shipping my products to, it became nationwide. I was shipping my products to like people in, you know, um, Alberta had yeah. heard of me and I was like, what? <laughs> That's oh, so cool. cool. Yeah. So, um, obviously like now, um, that's <laughs> not really something that I've been doing too much of, mm-hmm. but it always, it really showed me that like, you know, like I can do anything really. Mm-hmm. Like I started a business when I was 17, like, cool. Yeah. I didn't make like five trillion dollars yeah. but it still shows that I'm capable of business I'm capable of being creative yeah um and yeah that's awesome yeah I think more I wish more more young people realized that they could you know just by taking something they're passionate about and working hard at it and sharing it with people and it's 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 not as hard as I think people think. And I think most people are told, no, this is the box that you should try and fit in. And a lot of us don't. And I think some of our ideas, some of the greatest ideas in the world have never been shown because we told our children, no, go this path instead of that path. So I I love that you shared that. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I did have very supportive parents, but like to this day, like, you know, my traditional Chinese parents are like why didn't you become a doctor mm-hmm. but I obviously like they knew I was always just so much more creative and artsy and like yeah. that's what my passion was but I think they were a little scared like I don't think she can make a career out of like any of these things mm. fast forward to now it's like well yeah I'm still okay, my parents still don't think I can make a career and afford out of all endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> every time I have a new product they're like a project they're like oh right. here she goes again but they use they, I mean one tenth of them work out but they they work out well and so it's mm-hmm. fun <laughs> totally and like the thing is there's no right formula to do mm-hmm. anything so yeah. just do it that's yeah. the only <laughs> thing only advice I could give like anybody just do it yeah. share it and don't let anybody stop you like you don't mm-hmm. have to prove yourself to anybody but yourself like do yeah. it for you like do it because you want to do it and maybe you can make like you know a buck or two mm-hmm. <laughs> a buck or two or two million you know there's yeah, that little girl, I mean... she that sold her honey company for like 2.3 million dollars at eight years old or something like did you what? hear about that yeah <laughs> Oh my god wow that's amazing yeah, you just never know you never know I mean what the highest YouTube grocer uh last year was like a four or five year old 
on YouTube. He made like $25 million last year just talking about toys. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's so many opportunities out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. If you ever get the chance, actually, there's a really great book that was written um, about 10 years ago and it's called Get Rich Click. And it's when people started making a lot of money online and they interviewed 70 millionaires who had started with literally nothing but a website and became millionaires. Um, And it's like a case study, a two page case study on each of those uh, entrepreneurs and how they did it and how like not easy it was obviously you have to grind and put in a lot of work but it was mm-hmm. a lot easier than people think it would be to to get to that level so it was a really great book if you ever get the chance to read that or any of our listeners it's called wow. get rich click it's out of this world i've read it so many times and i've shared it with so many friends i actually don't even have it on my bookshelf i'm looking right now because i gave it to somebody else to read again it's such a good book that's amazing thank yeah, you i'm gonna cool. check that out you should. Yeah. Cause there's like, there's a couple in there that are really neat. Like there's this young man that could jump higher than anyone else. And so he would, he started creating a website where he put, um, one exercise he did every week on there so that people could learn to do the same exercises to learn to jump as high as him. Mm-hmm. And then finally he started charging $1 a month to be an active member in their community. And he had like 70,000 people. I mean, that's 70 grand a month just to post four videos a month. You know what I mean? Just cause they wanted to find out how he jumped so high and get as fit as he was and so there's lots of ways oh, to make money in the world that's <laughs> so cool that's so inspiring I love yeah. that <laughs> I agree yeah um so going sorry going back to your career now what what are your big goals for the next 5 10 20 years of your life like do you, are you wanting to stay on the same path are you wanting to open a, a new line of businesses like are you wanting to focus purely on your music now yeah, I definitely want to take this time because I know that this time, I think like a, as an artist, when you know that you have all of a sudden like a, like when you just know when the time is right, like it's mm-hmm. a very scary, uncomfortable feeling, but that's how you know that it's yeah. the right time. You got to seize the moment. And like, so I definitely am um, going to be taking this time, the next little bit of time to really yeah. focus on my um, music cool uh my musical career and gotcha yeah I think that's what I'm mainly focusing on right now but um and uh, if there's like a couple of things that you like dream to to accomplish one day or do one day what what might those be are you just kind of taking it day by day yeah like I've always just been go with the flow like I'm such a Pisces like I've just (laughs) always been like day by day sort of living but I didn't realize that I could because I think to me like even thinking about like two weeks from now like for me that's very overwhelming like I start freaking Mm. out I'm like oh my god what do you mean in two weeks like I'm still gonna be alive like what okay so it's just a lot of like I guess time for me to think about like I've had friends that like will like figure out their next Halloween outfit you know and and they'll figure it out for like two years like I already know what I want to be and it's like dude like I don't even know like what I want to do tomorrow like I don't even know what my plan is this evening like I just you know uh, I'm very like on the go and like Mm -hmm. very like very go with the flow like and that's I mean it's hard to make plans with people and it's kind of hard to like I guess like live a normal life but Mm -hmm. I don't have a normal life and that's unfortunately what I've chosen because (laughs) I'm not normal and I can't be normal apparently but 
Yeah. Oh, like- I think normal is a, a really overused. I don't think there's anybody that really is normal. I think that's just boring. Those are, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> For sure. I okay. agree. So yeah. Um, I just really take it like second by second, essentially. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty similar to you. Like I, I get, I don't get like anxiety thinking about the future. Like I still have my huge goals and I kind of plan backwards from them, but I really do take life every day at a time. I've lost so many friends, um, friends, family, people that I've cared about for in like really random ways at really young ages. And, and my path has been turned so many times. Like I was living in China for a year and came home to Vancouver and was going to, yeah. And I was going to move back to China and my friend that was supposed to move back with me, um, canceled last minute. And I, I couldn't go by myself, um, at that time. And one of the biggest doors, like I was really sad cause I was only 18. Um, and one of the biggest doors in my life opened up and gave me one of the greatest opportunities I've ever had that have made me the person I am today. So it was kind of, yeah, I, I'm glad that I'm able to plan a little bit, but I'm also glad that I can just be like, yep, yeah, tomorrow I could be living in I don't know, Honduras, you know what I mean? It's kind of, that takes away the anxiety for me where I know like my mom, if she's listening right now, (laughs) um, she, she has everything planned out for weeks. And that's what gives me anxiety is like knowing what I'm going to eat for breakfast tomorrow. That freaks me out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'm the same way too. But wow. I had no idea that, um, you had battled with like, you know, um, just like I don't want to say lose because it's not like you lost like yeah. whatever friends families but just like you know the be like disconnecting from whoever it was and then I didn't know that you moved to China that's so oh yeah I I, I spent seven years in in about 15 different countries like I lived six months to a year in each country and just really learned about humans because I wanted to figure out what connected us and what got Mm -hmm. us through the darkest parts of our lives and that's kind of why I spent that time traveling because I realized that North America is very we're very singular minded in the way that we are like anyone that hasn't traveled a lot is you know it's it's I don't know it's amazing or hasn't come from a different walk of life than everybody else we're very navel gazing kind of in our focus on on how we think about things and and going to other places and just seeing how the world is is it's so eye-opening <laughs> yeah no kidding like when people say travel like mm-hmm. you know they they meant it when they say said travel <laughs> yeah, totally um and so I want to go back to oh we have oh goodness let me see we have one minute <laughs> one minute before the commercial break so um do you want to tell everyone what your Instagram or Twitter or something is before we go to break so if they want yes. to follow you they can love yeah, like come follow me, check me out. My Instagram is at Dora Cola. That's Cola with a K, D O R A K O L A. And my Twitter is the same with an extra A at the very end. See you there. <laughs> awesome. And we'll be right back, everyone, with Dora Cola in just uh, a couple minutes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We don't have much time left for the fabulous Dora Cola, so I'm going to ask her some of my favorite questions to ask <laughs> now before we wrap up the show. So, Dora, tell us a little bit about your body. You are in great, great, great <laughs> physical condition. You look absolutely amazing. Um, did you, have you always worked out? Have you always had a fit, fitness plan? Like, have you always taken a lot of pride in how you look or did that come later? Like, tell me a little bit about who you are in that sense. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> First of all, ah! <laughs> Thank you. well, I've, uh, like growing up, I always um, was a ballerina. Um, I danced like throughout my entire childhood up till mm. high school. And then in high school, um, I started doing yoga and other types of dance um, styles. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of what really like kept me in shape. Yeah. But yeah like I I was never a very like healthy child like we were going to like McDonald's every single week and like yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm a little surprised still to this day that like I you know have this body but I, uh, <laughs> but yeah and obviously with my career now I'm constantly working out the sweat dancing yep. it off so yeah. <laughs> there's that but I, I don't really work out like I really should but I I don't <laughs> I'm well jealous over here because oh, <laughs> you look no. great <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> you do and you you have a lot of like tattoos and you're changing your look quite often like you have mm-hmm. you just you have like a really unique style like when you talk about being rock and roll you definitely mm-hmm. are you just like ooze rock and roll you know thank you so, so much when did you find that style no it's true i'm not blowing smoke (laughs) i've just always been really into it like i've always like how i look this day i've always envisioned myself looking like when i was 
very 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 young like literally yeah. again like I want to say like in the womb like I yeah. already knew like I literally knew at three years old I wanted tits I want to fake yeah. tits yeah and then I got fake boobies <laughs> and yeah but I always knew I remember like buying a shirt when I was like in grade three and I, I still have that shirt because mm-hmm. I knew I told myself that I was gonna get fake boobs one day and that I would wear that shirt with with my fake boobs and yeah. <laughs> do you and receive, I did do you receive people like you probably get people from both sides of the spectrum like saying oh you're brave you took your body in your own hands and did all these things and then you get other people that like criticize you for having surgery yeah totally definitely what do you, what like, do you think about that like what do you tell people like I know you don't care but what do you tell yeah. people like well I I tell them to do it, do what you want, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's your life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like people are also only going to say crap mm-hmm. if they're unhappy with themselves and they see you doing something. As long as you're doing something, you're mm-hmm. going to have haters. You're going to have people saying comments. You're going to have people saying mean things. That's just yeah. how it is. That's just how life is. Like it sucks, but like, you know, that's how you know you're on the right path too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you make people, people mad no? just by Ex- being you <laughs> exactly it's like wow like my existence just pissed you off my work <laughs> here is done like why do you cool. think people are like that Lo? like what is it is it just jealousy or, or I mean like yeah personally because I'm not someone that gets like I could never look at a beautiful chick that I don't even know and start thinking like oh my god like I hate her like that's yeah. crazy that's insane yeah. but yeah honestly people are just miserable and like (laughs) I think like but it was a huge shock to me because I had a really good upbringing I had a really good childhood I had a very very good life like I've been very privileged and you know we were always we were always well off and I so I never had problems until really like being in high school and like you know getting Mm -hmm. haters essentially like that's when and getting like having it bad you know that's um when I realized that oh not everybody has had a similar walk of life as me and they may have just had a really hard life and that's why they take their problems on to you but you just got to remember that like again it's not your problem it's theirs yeah totally and you can't let people stop you from being you because what a sad life you'll live that way like yeah that's yeah. horrible and in your bio it says that you're sober and fun are you yeah. sober for for a, like a choice you just said look I'm, I'm not going to use any substances <laughs> or drink anything like was that a, a choice that you've always had in your life yeah, I've actually never even touched like a drug in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, um, it was heavy drinking. I started drinking at 16 and it started off. I never drank because like, oh, my life sucks. I have I have problems. Yeah. I just did it because like I was having fun. And up until my 24, 24th birthday, February 25th this year, um, mm-hmm. the next day I said, you know, I'm just going to stop. I've been wanting to be sober for a long, like the first date that I started drinking at like 16, I knew that I was going to have a problem. I was going to like it a bit too much. And I did. And so it's for health. It's for, it's for everything. It's because I, I just want to be, I just, you know, want to have an amazing life now. And like alcohol Mm -hmm. really, really, I mean, I got it in high school. You're like trying things out and doing things, but like, 
you know, um, don't, I guess everybody's going to experience it their own way, but Mm -hmm. don't let it control your life because it will before you know it. And that's my thing with the bottle. Yeah. It's such a thing now too. Like people don't like if like bars and restaurants are closed down right now because of COVID and people are like, what do we do now? And that's so scary that that's our thoughts. Like if the only thing you do with friends is go out and eat or drink, like, it's like, oh, so it's just part of it all the time. It's always in your face. Like, oh, you must have a drink with this meal. It's like, I know it's so normalized. And like, if you're not having a drink at lunch or dinner, then you're weird and you're this and that. And it's like, you know what? Like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be sober and I'm going to own it. And I'm going to, um, you know, I'm just, it's my life. I'm going to make this choice like for me. Yeah. And if, if people are giving you a hard time about sobriety, then obviously they're not a friend in the first place and that yeah. they're just doing it out of selfishness. Cause Oh, now I don't have a drinking buddy. Cause maybe they have an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. We were actually talking to a young man on our show last week and he was talking mm-hmm. about, he's been sober 11 months after using for many, many years. Um, and it's just amazing how people would be like, what, you're only having a virgin this or whatever. Like, and he was just like, yeah, I'm good. But there was, it's such part of our culture that we don't even realize sometimes that we might be putting pressure on someone that oh. is, is really struggling with something. So it's, I'm glad that you mentioned that too. Totally. Yeah. Like even at parties, like people will shame you for not mm-hmm. drinking. Cause then it, apparently indicates that you're not having fun yeah. and it's like bro like my personality alone without yeah. any substances <laughs> is more fun than you on like every single substance so <laughs> there <laughs> awesome. and and do you find that you get pressure um with your career to 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 use or to party more oh, like you get yeah. drugs more because of that Absolutely. But Mm. it's funny because I have never been drunk at Mm -hmm. work except for maybe like once or twice, Mm -hmm. but that's a different story. But yeah, Yeah. like (laughs) I, I always told myself to not drink at work because Mm. it's such a vulnerable industry where like, you know, if you're incoherent and you can't remember what you did the night before, then it's an industry where people just want to take advantage of you, unfortunately. Yeah, totally. You know, financially and um, sexually and in all aspects. So, and how yeah. do you protect yourself from all of that? Good sobriety is a great thing to that way you're always at your full mm-hmm. wits. But how do you, if there's, if there's young people that are listening and they've, they've started a similar career or something like that, like some, any type of sex work, even like, is there, how do you protect yourself? How do you make sure that you're safe? Um, I have very, very, very strong boundaries that I make known as soon mm-hmm. as I walk in the door. Um, yeah. So I, you know, like I say it how it is. I tell people straight up, like, these are my rules. Like, do not touch me, blah, blah. And if anything happens, then I walk out the door. Gotcha. And you just always have to make your boundaries known in general in life. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to that. I'm not into this. So I'm not gonna go to that like sorry like I'm not going to this random person's birthday party and you know what if I'm gonna be um a biatch for saying no then Mm -hmm. so be it because people just you know like anybody that gets upset if you say no is only upset because you didn't basically kiss their ass yeah totally totally agree and um now talking about like being safe and taking care of yourself and protecting yourself. I used mentioned that one of the things you love to talk about is sex. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about too, especially to young people, because it's, I mean, I think 13 is the average age that 
people are losing their virginity now. Like that's uh, in North America, like that, that's staggering. I was still playing with Barbies at that age. Like I was a lot later. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I lost my virginity at like 14. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was to anal. <laughs> oh goodness. And what was, what was like, were you scared? Like, were you like, what was your, um, no, I like, didn't want to do like, basically I didn't want to do vaginal penetration because I was like oh no but that's that's me actually losing my virginity so I gotcha. like did it through the bum but that also like counts and no I mean I I was ready I was like okay like yeah let's do it yeah <laughs> and did you did you were your parents like I know certain cultures are very conservative about talking mm-hmm. about sex did your parents talk to you about sex before not at were all not at all like to this day it's such a like you know hush hush thing like to this day like I think my mom still thinks I'm a virgin like (laughs) and what would you say to parents if they're listening out there on how to talk to their maybe some ways to broach the subject with your kids so that they can be informed so that they know what counts as real sex and losing a virginity and things like that like do you have any tips for them yes please 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 talk to them about sex like Please educate your sons mm-hmm. about um, respecting women's boundaries, about mm-hmm. respecting women in general. Please, like, we need to start taking care of our kids because, yeah. like, this is how assaults happen. This is how rape happens. Like, please, like, as parents, like, it really is your responsibility to teach these kids because they're not getting taught in school. Like, yeah. like, hear me out. Like, I was never taught in school. People don't talk about it because they still think that t- sex is a very taboo thing. We, mm-hmm. need, we need to start talking about it. Yeah. Your kids are going to have sex. That's just how it is. You had sex, so please, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, please, like, talk to them. Talk to your daughters. Like, do not shame them into thinking, like, oh, like, you can't do this. Like, you don't control your daughter's like, you know, private parts. That's creepy. That's crazy. Like, (laughs) please just educate them and like, know that they are going to have sex. And like, the best thing you can do is to support them and like provide them with support and to, um, you know, educate them on how to have safe sex and that you're there for them with Mm -hmm. anything that happens. Because you know, um, I have so many female friends that have been taken advantage of. Like, as a yeah. female, everybody gets assaulted. Yeah. And we need to teach our kids. We have to tell our girls that, like, you can come talk to me if anything, like, you know, is going on. Like, please. Like, we need to speak up. Totally. And this is a generation where, like, women do feel like they can't speak out or, like, speak up. And that's just because... A, sex is never talked about in school. We learn more about, we only learned about, like, how to um, please a man in school. Like, Mm -hmm. we only learned about, like, the male boner and how to achieve an orgasm for the man. Never would we learn about the females part. Yeah. Very interesting that you said that. I've never thought about that, actually. Yeah. It it all revolves around the man. And I think that's just straight up BS. And I think servitude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It needs to change. So there's my thing with that and this is coming from a sex worker that does know exactly what she's talking about because I work (laughs) in this industry so yeah yeah. 
Awesome. Well, Dora, love, we only have 30 seconds left before the show is over. I can't believe the hour has gone by already. I do want to give a shout out. If you want to check out our website, it's doracola.com. You can check out our new single that's out after cigarettes um, and just learn a little bit more about her. And thank you so much, lovely, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Awesome. Until next time. You. <laughs> thank you. Same with you, Brandy. Thanks, lovely. See you all same time, same place next week, live at five on Team Wealth Radio. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. again for listening to the preceding program.